to you. It's week eight of Kemp Social Distance. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. I'm gonna add everyone. Hypercast. Where Hi. are you at? Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Happy Star Wars Day. Happy May the 4th be with you always. Happy 4th day. <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't. Um it's been a it's been a fun uh, been, a, been a fun day. Been a fun day for sure. Um last night because Disney Plus operates on Eastern Standard Time at 9 p.m. Pacific Time was the finale of Clone Wars. And fuck me, it was good. Oh, was it good? It's a it's a four part finale, and they did a really good job building up four part finale. Yeah, yeah. So it was like two hours of content. Uh, no. So it was uh the last four episodes oh, okay, over the course okay, of the last okay. four weeks gotcha, were, gotcha, were, the, gotcha. were the finale. Um, amazing though, and I won't give away too much, but the way that they incorporate it, incorporate it, and tie it into the Re- Revenge of the Sith is very impressive. Uh, I was really, really stoked to see how they how they tied it all together, and it it makes the Star Wars viewing order a little more complicated, though, um, just a little bit because there might be some overlap happening. Uh, it's fucking really? good, though. Yeah, you know it it it's one of those things that like as a Star Wars fan, I always had really hoped that we would get Clone Wars in live action movie form. And the last, just the last four episodes, and look, the whole show is amazing, but just these last four episodes alone really made me wish that we'd have these, uh, this Clone Wars series in a in a cinematic form. Like I think Clone Wars could have been a whole film trilogy, and I think instead of you know tackling Anakin Skywalker as like an eight year old kid, we could have just started with him being an eight, 18 year old who's discovered, and and all the stuff. Like there's so many amazing parallels uh, between. What could have been his story and a character like Ahsoka Tano, but their paths, how just different they yeah. are as characters, is fascinating. I need to catch to me. up. I'm way behind on Clone Wars, I, like two I, yeah. seasons behind. I did a pretty big, like, kind of a binge thon. Yeah. And I'm still not, I still haven't watched every single episode of season yeah. seven. I think I watched, I think, five episodes or six episodes. And then I knew I wasn't going to be able to get caught up in time. And so I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I'll be fine. You know, I'll be fine. I we all kind of knew where this was going to sort of end. You know, we knew it had to tie back into episode three in some way. We knew that based on you know, for those of you who have at least seen Rebels, you know what happens with some of the characters, so you have a pretty good sense. But the detail work in Clone Wars is so freaking good, and I love what they did with Darth Maul so much. It may makes me even more upset that he dies in episode one, and cinematically we never see him again until Solo for a really glorified cameo. But if they were to announce like an animated series that was like Darth Maul-based, then holy shit, there's so much to explore between Episodes 3 and uh, where Rebels ends up going with that character. It would be so cool, I think. Yeah, I am not caught up. And I know that I told the chat last week when Old Boy won, Mm -hmm. which we're watching Old Boy tonight, and Adam's never seen it. I'm so, so pumped. 
so pumped. Yeah. Uh, I told the chat last week, you know what? I'll I'll watch the remake just so I have a good idea. Context. Because I've seen the original so many times. Yeah. And uh, I've never watched the remake because I've never had just like any desire to. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was even made by Spike Lee. Yeah, you asked me that and I was like, I guess it is. <laughs> I had no fucking clue. I forgot about that detail too. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't watch it. I had an opportunity to, mm-hmm. but the Last Dance documentary on ESPN has been holding my attention way too much. Yeah, it's so good. I know. I've I've heard a it's lot of so good, good things about it. I've heard a lot uh, of really good things about it. I'm not I'm not a sports person, mm-hmm. but I am a child that grew up in the '90s. Yeah, yeah. And Michael Jordan was a cultural phenomenon. The Bulls in the '90s were a cultural phenomenon, and. Malika and I both have been watching this documentary, and we both had very specific memories mm-hmm. of sitting on couches and watching uh, playoff games and and um, with our dads. Yeah, you know, and we were remembering exact moments. Yeah, you know, from both of us being so young. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like it was such a moment in time. Yeah, it's been really fun to watch. Uh, yeah, to watch it. I haven't jumped into it yet, and I really would like to uh, at some point. Now that you know the Star Wars obsession is kind of uh, ending, I guess for now, um, maybe that'll be the next thing that I sort of jump into. I also did watch the first episode of Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, and I didn't realize that it was going to be a week by week thing. So it's going to be over the. So in that regard, I'm kind of glad that it didn't win yesterday mm-hmm. or last week. Uh, I guess we could have just watched the first couple episodes of Mandalorian had it um, had it ended up winning. Mm-hmm. But I watched the first episode, and you know, it's it's so weird. Kind of the same thing like Curse Films. Curse Films is also 30 minute little mini docs. Yeah. About each movie, and the same thing with the gallery. It's 30 minutes, and the first 30 minutes focuses on the directors. Heavily focuses on Dave Filoni, I should say, but I feel like that's someone who really like, kind of deserves the spotlight after everything he's given to Star Wars. But it was great; it was really good to sort of get a little bit of insight into each of the directors: Deborah Chow, Bryce Dallas Howard, Taika Waititi, Rick Famuyiwa, and and kind of emphasize, you know, Dave Filoni's role in all in all of this stuff. And he told the story of how he got the call while he was working on Avatar: The Last Airbender from Lucasfilm, and the whole time he thought that somebody was like someone was just messing with him because they call and they're like, oh yeah, Lucasfilm animation. Like, There's no Lucasfilm animation. Like, what are you talking about? Like, oh yeah, we're doing Clone Wars. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. You guys already did a Clone Wars with Gandhi. What, who put you up to this? And then finally he realized, oh no, this is like really Lucasfilm calling. (laughs) So he went, he met with George Lucas, had a meeting with him. And he talked about how George was very much like emphasizing the whole idea of like what the Jedi were originally uh, created to be, you know, reflecting samurai and all that sort of stuff. And they had a really good 20 minute conversation. Dave Filoni said he didn't say much. He walked out the door and George Lucas's assistant opened the door and said, hey, by the way, you got the job. You start next week. And he was on his journey to make Clone Wars. (laughs) You start next week. Go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is like insane. Insane. But they talked about a lot how Dave Filoni was such an integral part to helping Mandalorian get made, not necessarily from a filmmaking perspective, because that was technically the first live action thing he had ever directed, but from his knowledge, yeah. his deep, deep, deep knowledge of Star Wars uh, was the thing that like John Favreau in particular talked about. He was like, that, 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 having that was so valuable to us, because any decision that we wanted to make, we could just turn to Dave and ask, like, 
is this right? Would this motivate this character? Would this design be motivated cool. by this culture? Um, so I think that was a, a great thing for them to have. But it was good. It was good. I'm, I think I'm mostly looking forward to them getting into more of the technical shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see more of the set work. They showed a lot of behind-the-scenes footage, and you see how a lot of that stuff is created. And I'm like, dude, this looks... This is going to be an awesome documentary if it really focuses on a lot of this cool I'm, stuff. I'm excited to check it out. I, yeah. I really want to dive in. I, guess I also need to catch up the finale of Westworld. Season oh, 3 was yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah. Haven't seen it yet because I watched both episodes of Last Dance and then mm. uh, listened to an audio book and fell, fell asleep. <clears throat> um, wow, you actually slept? I, I did and then woke up to a world of stress. It's, it's funny because I'm like, oh, you know what? I need to go to sleep. I spent most of my whole Sunday prepping for this week, yeah, which we always kind of do. I built all the overlays, got all the graphics ready, went through the tech and everything else, and I was like, you know what? I deserve a Sunday night. I'm just going to watch some TV and then try to go to bed at a decent time. Yeah. I didn't even set my alarm. Didn't even set my alarm, which I usually always do, because uh, I was like, I, I, I got enough ready. Yeah. We're good. I woke up at 9 a.m., which is technically the longest I've slept in since this whole quarantine started, mm-hmm. even for weekends. Yeah. So, like, I feel like I really needed that sleep. Mm-hmm. But immediately, I encountered the tech gremlins uh, because our computer upstairs, though yesterday was great, and even though I swear I've got Windows updates turned off, some kind of update pushed through. Yeah. And it messed with my settings for everything it wiped our Streamlab settings it wiped our stream deck settings it wiped our dropbox settings yeah so literally like everything we use to get the stream up and running um gone and because i decided to go easy on myself the night before or that morning and tried to relax a little bit uh holy crap was i under the gun <laughs> to try to get all ready and we we're having audio issues and settings weren't right and and uh, I'm going to try really hard to be zen the rest of the day because my stress levels were very high this morning. High to the point that Malika's not kidding. I told her, I was like, I'm this close to quitting. <laughs> I was like, I'm about to walk out the front door. I'm about to hop in my Jeep and just drive away. <laughs> drive to the coast and You'll, just keep going. I'll, I'll be fine. You'll hear from me in a week. I'm out. <laughs> I was like, this close. I was so close. Oh, man. Uh, week eight, man. Week, week eight. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, we're trying to do so much here with such a small team. And I don't want to, like, when it works, it gives me so much fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Like, the new show, I don't know if you guys have tuned in yet, but uh, Cookie Quest is a new show that we're doing. Cookie Quest. And getting that tech set up quickly and getting that show running all within, like, a matter of a day or two after the yeah. idea came up. When it works, it's so fulfilling because it's like we are so limited right now and so restricted and what can we, we can pull off. And when we actually do, it's like it's awesome. really rewarding yeah. You know, to be like we're still being creative. We're still like pushing the envelope. It mm-hmm. feels really good. When stupid stuff stops working and we just don't have enough hands to, to deal with all the different systems that are in place because we built this out for a team, mm-hmm. um, boy, does it hurt. Yeah. It just – it stings real deep, and um, you know, and I'm learning a lot about our systems and where we need to improve. It, it's like it's it's like a it's a good and a bad thing though, because it's like I am learning a lot about our systems and where we need to make these improvements. Mm-hmm. But I also worry about improving those things for this particular problem because this is not a problem that we should ever be replicating. Yeah, we should never be replicating having no crew. 
You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, I'm figuring out solutions to these issues, but uh, these should probably continue to be issues. I don't know if we should fix the issue of having no crew. We should have a crew. (laughs) As we all slowly die inside. (laughs) (laughs) But when it works, it's really rewarding. And, uh, you know, but I I often, I I know that lots of times we push hard because we want to make stuff look really good for you. Mm. And I know that a lot of people within the industry that we talk to, by the way, Adam, you're going to love this. It's really good. It's really good. Yo, I'm an egg guy. So like. I'm an egg guy too. This is my shit right here um like when it comes to people within the industry we know people are watching us we've had people private message us we've had people hit us up on linkedin in some ways our industry connections are more impressive for what we're doing than audiences are yeah I, i don't think you guys give a shit to be completely real i feel like we we could just never switch away from this right here and as long as we're live the same people who are here now would still be here I really do believe that. Our stats kind of show that we push ourselves harder than we almost need to because you all just want us to be live and you want us to be hanging out. Um, it's so good, right? It's really good. But we have a really small audience base. You guys are absolutely amazing, but we have a small audience base. So we kind of do have to be like riding this fine line of being live to keep you all happy but then pushing ourselves on the back end to make all of our business partners and potential business partners notice us Mm -hmm. even though audiences may not even though audiences have like zero discoverability for us right now and and finding people to come watch our content that are new um actual people that we work with and people within the industry they do tune in and they pay attention and they see when things aren't working and that's where i get the most stressed I, i worry more about people not understanding you know, like someone that we might be working with, tuning in and seeing something that's weird and off and not understanding why, because they have different expectations and quality concerns than our general audience <clears throat> members. Yeah. When it comes to our audience, I don't, I don't worry so much about you all, because I know that you you know what we're doing. You you want to see us. You want to talk to us. And it's just like doing the bike ride stream on Saturday. There's no overlays at all. It's just us going on a bike ride. And, you know, it's the same amount of people watching that that are watching this right now. You you guys don't care. It's it's more about my partners that I worry about. I want to make sure that they don't tune in and see some weird thing and then be like, wait, when we, when we work with you, is that going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I, yeah. that's what stresses me out to no end. Yeah. To no end. Yeah. For sure, brother. Uh, I'm going to go through with you guys exactly what the fuck is happening here what today. Is, what What is happening today? Yeah, no. <clears throat> a, whole, a whole mess of things is happening. Um, I know we were we were scheduled to play a board game after this. Uh, instead, Zach is going to play Gears of War. And the reasoning is, again, when it comes to our partners and people we work with, Malika is really stretching herself thin, too. She has a lot of expectations from other people that you all will never see. So much stuff behind the scenes um, that she is CEO. You know, I have some of that too, but she has it on a different level. Mine is usually more in regards to like, you know, approving certain things or consulting or, or dealing with people directly on tech teams and stuff like that. I do a lot of that that kind of goes unseen from you all. Malika's having to do a lot of spreadsheets and talking to different, you know, all these different types of accounts, <laughs> I swear. So many phone calls. And we had a lot of stuff come up over the weekend, and she's got deadlines that she's got to get certain things out today. 
So she told me this morning she can't do a board game. There's just too many responsibilities on the table. And I hope you all understand we want to bring you certain types of content as much as we can. But when it's just the three of us here, it's really tough because Malika can get pulled off to have to be on a call. I can get pulled off to be in a meeting. Uh, you know, and, and Adam's got a lot of responsibilities on his plate too, on the back end. He didn't sleep last night, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I don't want you to do that. I really don't want you to do that. When Malika told me that this morning, I got really pissed off because I'm like, dude, we're trying to create systems where you shouldn't be doing that. I don't want you to do that. Um, we really don't want that to, to be happening. So, uh, we have to change the schedule sometimes on the fly. And, um, because of Malika having to step away for some really important meetings, uh, <laughs> one of which I know when she sees the email I forward her, she's going to be so angry. <laughs> and I hated forwarding it to her because our bank just sent us an email. We officially moved our company to California three years ago. Oh, God. We changed our address with the bank three years ago. We just applied with our bank and to other banks to try to get through for the uh, Paycheck Protection Program yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And through that process, um, our advisor ever is like going through all that stuff and all that stuff. Somebody at the bank, now that it's kind of like our accounts having to be kind of like gone through the chain higher and higher, someone really high at the bank saw in an email where our address was and all that stuff and is now emailed back, uh, emailed us and said, hey, um, I just noticed that your company is based in California. Uh, our account holders have to be based in Washington to keep an account here. <laughs> it's been three years. <laughs> three years. Sweet baby Jesus. Oh, my God. And there's a well, – so, yeah. Once you pop the fun, don't stop, I guess. I know. And she's going to hate seeing that email because we have <sighs> – Every time I'm like, oh, we got to get out of this bank. It's the worst. But it's hard. Like when you're a business, it's it's actually very difficult to just out of nowhere be like, all right, done with this bank. You know what I mean? It's not that easy. There's a lot of things. Malika just responded in the chat. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Check your email. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, Malika. Oh, no. <laughs> um it's so dumb it's so dumb uh and we've been it's just like one of those things where i'm like what headache is this gonna cause now because we are not setting up like another we're not it took us over a year to close down washington uh from a from like an actual like state government kind of standpoint yeah. with, the, with the business and everything and how difficult that was with taxes and everything else and now the bank's like wait a minute Hey now, what uh, what's this I see here? Even though we've been we've been talking to you from California for years now with your account holder, mm -hmm. so dumb. Uh, so we we have to make changes to our schedule often, and we hope you guys understand. So because of that, I'm going to be playing some Gears of War Tactics uh, from our actual streaming computer. I set that up. I hope it works. Uh, set it up pretty quick. We'll see. And I have to kind of do it from the streaming computer because. I need to be there when Lucas starts testing Cookie Quest. Cookie Quest because it takes some takes some setup. Uh, we have to do some screen caps and and stuff like that. It takes a little bit of work. And Adam needs to rest. That's a mandatory mandatory rest after hyper hypercast until <laughs> old boy. <laughs> mandatory. So yeah, we are doing Cookie Quest at four. 
Then at 6, we're doing dinner and movie, and tonight's movie is Old Boy, which we talked about a little bit. Next, uh, tomorrow, we're doing Cursed Films. My hope is that we can do all five episodes. It's short enough that it should only take us two and a half hours. I feel like we watch movies that have been that long. Wednesday, the 36th Chamber of Shaolin, which we'll do on Netflix because it has the original, um, it has the original language track. Thursday, Extraction. Friday, Hackers. I believe for Extraction, we're still working on trying to figure out whether or not we will have a special guest for that. <clears throat> we will keep you guys updated. Uh, for today's picks, I'm pretty pumped about. You can go to oneshot.straylogic.com. The three picks for today. Back to the Future Part 1, which I think was just added to Netflix. Because all I saw before was Part 3. So 1 and 2 are on there now. So we're going Back to the Future Part 1. The Adventures of Tintin. Directed by Steven Spielberg and Equilibrium. All three are on Netflix, so anyone should hopefully be able to watch most of these titles with us, mm -hmm. uh, which would be really, really fun. So I'm really pumped about that. But I am excited that we're watching two things on Shudder this week. If you sign up for Shudder, highly recommend checking out a lot of the other stuff that they have on there. They have really good movies, both domestic and international, new shows, all kinds of stuff. Uh, really, really do enjoy it. <laughs> There's one that I love. It's called Body Bags. I believe it's called Body Bags. And I think uh, the first half of it was directed by Carpenter, and the second half, I think, is by Toby Hooper. Um, and John Carpenter kind of plays this, like, morgue. Mm -hmm. uh, what do they call it? Like a morgue. Um, God damn it. What do they call mortician? it? Mortician? Yeah, I think he's supposed to be a mortician, but there's a twist, and you find out later on that he's actually, like, dead, um, which you can already kind of tell mm -hmm. from the beginning of it. But, yeah, lots of great stuff on there. I and I would, I would say for anyone who wants to watch along, if you have Amazon Prime... You can go to Shutter on your Amazon Prime oh, account right. as a channel, and you still get the three the free thirty day trial. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. how I did it. I signed up for the free thirty day trial on my Amazon Prime, and just set a reminder on my phone to cancel it. Um, yeah, thirty days is a is a great. It's a great deal. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Mm -hmm. I wanted to add, <clears throat> um, Gavin Newsom made some updates today for state of California. So I, yeah, I was going to actually ask. I have no clue what the fuck's been happening <laughs> the last uh, three days. I mean, California is starting to kind of level for now, but they're still really worried that a lot of the things that have been going on in Sacramento and at the beaches might yeah. lead to clusters. But because things have leveled a little bit, um, Newsom's saying as of right now, it looks like phase two for California will hit on Friday, which means certain people can start going back to work. Uh, what that means for us, from as far as I can tell, and these aren't, uh, this is just guidelines that I'm finding that are circulating and they're not really guidelines directly from the source, which is a big problem with everything going on with COVID. It's so hard to find hard, fast numbers and things like that. Uh, from the way I understand it, because the way we interact here, it seems like Lucas could come back into work. Um, but our private contractor talent and other people coming in and out of the business is not okay yet. Mm -hmm. You know, and that makes sense to me. Um, and, you know, I think if it just lifts enough, that Lucas can come back in. That would be a huge help for us here. Uh, but it looks like starting as soon as possibly Friday, that could be lifting. And that kind of brings up a bigger overall question um, that I thought might be fun for us to talk about a little bit here. Yeah. And, you know, I know a lot of people keep wondering, and we did too. When this first started, now eight weeks ago, in our mind, because this is how you have to think, it was basically like, okay, we have to do this. This is just the way things are. We'll eventually get back to normal. Mm -hmm. But the longer this goes on, 
you start realizing there's no such thing as normal anymore. There is no going back to. Yeah. Things are different. And it creates a lot of questions. And we don't necessarily have answers yet to those questions. And I know Malika talks to our legal team at least once a week, most weeks twice a week. And these are questions we pose to our legal team all the time. And there's bigger overall conversations that are happening. Isn't that lunch good, though? Dude, that was great. That was fucking great. Uh, Bigger overall questions that are happening in regards to, okay, we have full-time employees and we have private contractors. Yeah. Already private contractor stuff's getting really interesting in California, but our situation is very unique. You know, we can't do six-foot social distancing with our setup. You're sitting right right next to people. Uh, So each individual that's coming in throughout a week. So let's say we have 25 different people come in throughout the week. What kind of protections can be put into place? We can wipe down the table. We we bought a sanitizer UV machine to sanitize stuff. We can sanitize the headsets, things like that. But in the moment, you're sitting right next to individuals. You're going to be talking right at each other. You're going to be rolling the same dice. You're going to be touching all the same thing. It's impossible. You know, it's like you are technically having to interact at a very intimate level in our business. Mm -hmm. Um, What are we liable for? And this is the thing that we have to have conversations with the lawyers and stuff. Until a vaccine is in place, until certain actual national guidelines are in place on how businesses are supposed to operate with this stuff, as people, you know, we already pay a ton in workers' comp and things like that, even for people who are private contractors, you know, how do we protect the people who are coming in? How yeah. do we make them feel comfortable? And how do we make ourselves feel comfortable as people who are being very careful and protecting ourselves a lot? Yeah, to go from having nobody here to now having like 20 people a week. And it's like, okay, are we going to be fine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know if one person's coming in. We have no guarantees that the person we're about to sit a foot away from has taken all the precautions Mm -hmm. that we've been taking and vice versa for them. We can tell them, but they don't know. Mm -hmm. There's definitely an ounce of, okay, yeah, I guess we're doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, it's funny. I even had like a phone call with laser corn over the weekend and we talked about this stuff for a little bit and just, you know, the difference in types of creators and stuff like that. And like, you know, we could technically take everyone's temperature that comes in. But there's a lot of reports coming out now that only like 40% of people who even have symptoms have temperatures. Yeah. You know, and then you can be asymptomatic and you could spread it to somebody else. And mm-hmm. like Malika and I are both high risk. So it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. There is no normal right now. So I know a lot of people in our community, a lot of you, the second we start seeing things lifting just a little bit, you're going to be messaging me. And I'm, I guess I'm saying all this to preemptively tell you, like, we have a lot to figure out. We can't tell you. If they were to lift restrictions tomorrow, we're not going to turn around and then have everyone flood the studio again for RPGs. Yeah. We, we kind of can't. It's just too risky. And I don't think any of us here would be comfortable with that. Adam might be like, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to stay upstairs. (laughs) I ain't leaving my room for the next 18 (laughs) months. Um, But I think also from the talent side, like, I feel like a lot of the people that we know or have talked to at least have been pretty good at, like, socially distancing mm -hmm, themselves. mm -hmm. So I think even for them, it's a little terrifying to think, like, oh, tomorrow I can go back to Hyper RPG Studio and do an RPG with five other players. Do I feel good about that? Right. Uh, we're literally breathing on each other right next to each other. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have a lot to figure out. 
and a lot to to figure out as a company and how yeah. to move forward. And I want to talk to the Colot cast especially, and I can only say it because it's my show. You know, when this all first started happening, it was like, it's just going to be a pause. Whenever we come back, we come back. You know, whatever. <clears throat> we'll just pick up right where we left off. I don't think that's possible now. And I'm to the point now where I'm even thinking in my head of like, maybe I call that the end of season two. And I plan and we, we, we strategize and we come back with Kolak again as a season three opener and we have a really good plan and we blow it out of the water instead mm-hmm. of just trying to come back and act like, okay, because it kind of ended on a note where back I, to the story. What yeah. <laughs> like it kind of ended on a note where I could sell it, that that's a finale. A lot of big things happened. A lot of things were left like, oh no, it could be a big cliffhanger. Uh, because I think the more we try to act like things can just go back to normal, that's kind of dumb. There is no normal now. Yeah. Things are different. Like it would be almost crazy to incorporate what's going on not necessarily coronavirus, but like <clears throat> an idea or concept like that directly played into the story. Mm-hmm. So then when everybody sees each other again, it's like, dude, we haven't seen each other in months. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Uh, so we have a lot to figure out. So I just want to kind of preemptively tell everybody that I hope you're enjoying the content we're doing now. I hope you're enjoying getting to know the crew better. We're working really hard, really hard to hope to hopefully keep you engaged and, and keep you happy. Uh, we would love to get back to the content we love making. We're storytellers. We're creators. I don't like being on camera, especially when I've been like screaming and yelling, running up the stairs all day dealing with tech. I don't want to sit here on camera. This is the last thing I want to do. <laughs> I want to pay an actor to do it. <laughs> I want somebody else to sit here <laughs> and put on a smile. And they enjoy the attention. They're extroverts. <laughs> Let them do it. Oh my God. That's what I want. Uh, but things are different now, and you know we, we have to adapt. We have to evolve or die, and we are working really hard on our end to protect ourselves for the year and come up with some ideas and business opportunities to uh, kind of help us survive all this, as everyone should be if they run a small company, mm-hmm. because there is no normal. And whatever you think you were able to do, it's not like tomorrow you just all of a sudden go back to whatever it was you were doing before all this happened, because it's still here. Yeah. And it's not going anywhere for a while. Yeah. It's here. And things are different now. And we got to really figure it out. So I just want everyone to be aware. Don't flood me with messages. The second things start getting a little less restrictive and be like, when's this happening? When's that happening? We'll tell you when we can. We're working our butts off to figure it out. Uh, And I hope that what we're giving you in the meantime, you know, suffices and you're having a good time. And it's funny because I feel like people will... The vocal people who really love individual things, yeah. the people who really love Kolok, the people who really love Warhammer, I know you miss those things. Uh, and they will vocally get very loud and tell me like how much they miss those things and mm-hmm. they want them back. We want them back. But we also n- use analytics a lot and data a lot in our decisions. And analytically, more people are watching us chill and have a good time than you were watching our RPGs. Outside of Kolok. Kolok is the one exception. You know, Kolok did really well. Um, but even, you know, Warhammer, it, it, on a good night, pulling in 180 viewers. So, you know, we, we really look at those things, and we know how much people love them. We have pounds and pounds of pounds of Warhammer shit sitting in the corner that we want to put to use. Um, but we also aren't going to, like, put the cart before the horse. We're going we're gonna to be smart, 
and we're going to figure out the best route forward to slowly start reintroducing these things in the best way possible and try to take this as a blessing, if in any way we can, to learn about what we were doing before and adapt. And I think we've learned a lot as content creators in this quarantine. Mm -hmm. We've learned a lot about what you all show up for, what you get excited by, um, how sometimes maybe we were pushing ourselves to do the wrong thing based on just a couple loud voices instead of just trusting our guts and doing what, you know, communicating and, and creating stronger community and getting closer <clears throat> to the chat. Yeah. Uh, I think some things have worked really well. And some things, like, I want us to keep whenever we come out of this. I think Malika cooking is awesome. I, I mean, I get fed. But <laughs> it looks cool. <laughs> it's great. I think, you know, exploring more with that, getting back to doing IRL again, uh, I think would be awesome. I love what we're doing with Cookie Quest and, like, the tech that we've been working on with that. I think that's mm. something we can expand on and do even more it's cool super shit fun. with. Oh, man. It's so fun that I spent way too much time on it. Yeah, you stayed up all night building a quest. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> well, because it's like, it's so hard because it's one of those things that like, I have a really big passion about the concept. And I think it's such a cool idea. And I know that if we were able to utilize in like a bigger, for something bigger or doing something more with it, that I know it could be really fucking cool and something that like, I have not seen anybody do yet. Yeah. To that caliber, especially doing it live. I think it's so incredibly fun. Um, yeah. So there you go, Lucas. Good luck. Have fun out there in the world. Yeah. It's. Um, <clears throat> it also seems like we're eight weeks into this and a lot of people are kind of over it and they're done, which I get. Oh, I understand. I'm, I'm this close. You know, like I get that people are, are have been at home for probably, you know, four to eight weeks and they're like going mad they're still crazy and i see it you know like we see, we all see it we see it in the news of people you know going outside which like no one has ever discouraged people from going outside and no point ever has has the governor or anybody ever said uh you know you're locked in your house forever you can't leave don't even go outside mm -hmm. and try to breathe some air because it's not a thing you can go outside for a walk you can go outside and like get some air like we do it every single day but I think, you know, we still have to just continue to remember to practice good social yeah. distancing, keep a good distance from other people. Even my mom texted me the other day. She's like, I, I feel terrible for even saying this, but I, I have this huge temptation to go to the beach to just walk around on the sand and put my feet in the water. I'm like, look, if you go, as long as you keep a good distance from people and bring your mask with you, you should be fine. And go to some place that other people aren't. Yeah. That's the big There's thing plenty for of me. Beaches is like, in San don't, Diego. don't go to where everyone's going. You know, I can go on a bike ride. Yeah. That doesn't I, mean... I walk, I walk every weekend. Emily yeah. and I have been doing walks every weekend, and we just go, yeah. and we look for neighborhoods that don't have a lot of people, and then we find them. We're like, great. There's like two people walking yeah. around this whole block. It's fine. We'll be okay. And I want to say, I want to call out, Moss Brethren posted something in the chat, uh, and, and that's kind of exactly the language I'm... I'm trying to prep you for it. So he says, uh, it'd be cool if this format could become the new schedule for Fridays when things go back to normal. Even your statement there. Things aren't going back to normal. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. There is no normal. Uh, the world is different now. We've learned a lot. We're going to have to change our practices. We have a lot of discovery to happen. Will shows like Colock come back? Eventually, yes. Will shows like Warhammer come back? Eventually, yes. Is our network now moving forward forever different because of this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've learned a lot. And we've changed our systems a lot. And I think some of these changes have been for the better. What I want you guys to understand 
is it's not like you're sitting here and being like, oh, when things go back to normal. We're hyper RPG. You got Cookie, you got Malika, you got us too. At the end of the day, like we we are hyper RPG. And we will always be people who want to bring our friends in to make awesome content. But at the end of the day, the blood, sweat, and tears, we are hyper RPG. This is us. And that is the normal. That's the constant. That's the thing that won't be changing and never will. Like we are the heart. We are the soul of this as long as well as the community. So that to me is the normal. This idea of like schedules change, content changes, but as far as the creative minds and the efforts and, and the heart of it all, that's here. And we are that, that is our company and that's the normal. That's what's staying the same. But yeah, nothing's going back to normal. It can't. Yeah. You just fucking can't. I mean, everything. There's not a singular thing that's, that's going to go that, you know, everything. Whether it's a sporting event, a movie theater, a family event, whatever the hell it is, it's all going to be different. All It's all going to be different no matter what. I mean, like, we've all got birthday parties coming up, and we all know the, like, cool, it's not going to be a birthday party. It's going to yeah. be, a, like, a hangout, whether it's, you know, us four here in the house and Zooming in other people or whatever. I wanted to let you know. I know your birthday's coming up. It's not for another month. I know. I'm oh. just saying. I'm getting ready for it. What? <laughs> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I love how you and Emily are both like, I'm already getting ready for it. I'm like, it's just a, it's just my 33rd. I'm not turning 40. <laughs> I already decided what I'm getting you, but oh. I have no money, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're going to get me uh, an empty piece of paper. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. 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 Malika's got plans. Or not Malika. Sorry. Emily in the chat says, I've got plans. Oh, God. <laughs> Big plans. I'm terrified. I don't even want Yeah, know. my birthday's next Tuesday, I think. Yeah. Malika asked me, what do you want for your birthday more than anything? And I got really silent and just kind of stared forward. I was driving at the time. And she's like, you want a day off, don't you? And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Like I know the chat's gonna want to do something, but <laughs> damn off. <laughs> oh man! But, yeah, I know. Guy come immediately is like, give him a day off, and I'm like, well, here's the thing: if I take the day off, <laughs> we ain't doing shit here. <laughs> Everybody else gets a day off too, because we, I've built out the system at this point where if I was like, hey, Adam, run the stream today. He would rightfully look at me and be like, I don't know what the fuck you've done over here. Everything's plugged in different. Everything's changed. I'd be throwing him to the wolves. Uh, yeah, that's the thing that terrifies me about coming back out of all this. When we start regular shows at some point, I'm going to be like, the fuck did you do back here? Yeah. Uh, and Moss Brethren, I'm not coming down on you. I was just letting you know. I was using your statement as an example as to say like, our setup right now and saying like when things get back, you know, maybe the Friday is, I feel like it's more like this is closer to our new normal and we start sliding sl shows back into it. Um, not so much that we just go back to some old schedule and yeah. then slide what we're doing now into that. It's more like oh, this, is who, around. this is now who we are. Uh, we are camp social distance for the moment, you yeah. know? And I was telling Adam last night, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if all of 2020 is camp social distance until a vaccine is built because that's the smart thing to do. <laughs> you know, there's no vaccine. And you're just going to get crazier and crazier. And we're just going to keep getting crazier. <laughs> Week 27. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what's going to end up happening. 
Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think the, I, I think that's going to be like a it's a it's a lot of consideration for how we do stuff in the future. And I think now we're kind of at we're thankfully at a point where like okay, IRL streams are a possibility now. You know, we can't it can't be an overly complicated thing with a lot of people, but we can at least like send one person out to go do a thing for a couple hours and it's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be really interesting to see the evolution of kind of what's happening. I mean, I, I went to the grocery store for the first time on Sunday, yesterday? Yes, I don't remember anymore. Um, and it was amazing to go to a grocery store that's like fully stocked. Yeah. Like that was amazing to me. That was a revelation. Um, and just even seeing like how – I went to Trader Joe's and just seeing how they're handling everything and how it's so organized and, and clean. I yeah. was just like, dude, this and, is how it's going to be forever and, going forward. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think when – I, when I say that I think 2020 will be camp social distance, I don't mean that we're going to be locked in our dro- garage for yeah. all of 2020. I think it's more just accepting that life is different now. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be let – you're going to be told, okay, fine, go out of your house. But at the same time, that comes at a risk. Yeah. And people have to understand you you have to still practice these safe things. Yeah. Wash your fucking hands. Wear a mask. Stay six feet apart from yeah. strangers, you know, like <clears throat> I mean, uh, we went to the drive-in on Saturday and like everyone, even just like parking your cars, everybody was just like, "Cool." Six feet. Everyone was like in a big yeah. circle it's, talking. It, it was so clear. Like people would come in a group with yeah. trusted friends and they would park next to each other. Yeah. But then everyone else was like, I don't know you. Spaces. Space away. Yeah. Moving over here. Yeah. You know? Even just walking through the parking lot to go use the restroom. Once you're in the restroom, it's a different story because it's tight. I, d- tight. I refuse to go use that restroom. I know. I, I like got to the point where I was like, I have to go. I also didn't want to go either. And I was like, I have to go. Yeah. I have to desperately go and I'm just going to suck it up. Thankfully, they were like in the middle of cleaning it. So there was not as many people in there. Yeah. But even the way like their concession thing was organized, they had six feet apart for people, mm-hmm. three people at a time, like very, very organized. And like, I don't see that changing in 2020 and I don't want it to. I agree. I mean, to be totally honest, the fact that going to Trader Joe's, it was a set amount of people and everything was so organized, like everybody where they went in line, it just made the shopping experience so much less chaotic. Mm -hmm. And I think the first three weeks, it was pure chaos because nobody really knew how to like quickly adapt to it. Yeah. But I think now most, you know, grocery stores and or stores in general have figured out, okay, here's our system. This is how it's going to work. And they've done a really good job maintaining that. And I agree. I don't necessarily want it to change. I feel good about the fact that I go into Trader Joe's and I'm like, dude, I feel so good walking out of there. I don't feel icky. I don't feel gross. I don't feel like anything's out of place. Like everyone was just like gloves, And as long as consumers keep expressing that. Yeah. But I do understand that I think think Los Angeles is unique. Yeah. In that regard, it's, you know. Um, and then you hear like so fucked up stories coming out of places in the other parts of the country. Like yeah. a security guard got shot. I just saw that this morning for asking someone to put on a mask before coming into the store, you know, like wild, I mind blowing. Yeah. Just mind blowing. And I think this should be the new normal. This yeah. isn't, you know, like this is no longer about whether or not you believe in vaccines or bullshit like that. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's like Keep everyone healthy and safe for as long as we can. Yeah. The death toll is continuing to rise. You know, they've just a new study just revised it and said now they're estimating 130,000 Americans. Mm-hmm. This thing is like, you know, it's like oh we're it's doing good, coaster, and yeah. then up. Oh, well, all these states are loosening restrictions. Let's shoot that thing right back up. Yeah. Um. It's sad. 
Yeah. It's fucking sad, man. Yeah, I got that text from my mom this morning, and I just looked at it, and I was like, and what, like, what would drive someone to have that sort of a response to someone asking you something so easy? Hey, we're looking to protect the people around you and yourself. Please put on a mask. Ugh. It's so infuriating and so frustrating, and I, I don't, I don't know, but I, I really do hope, like, just emphasizing, just emphasizing the idea of, you know, good social distancing is still important. It matters. It makes a difference, and I'm thankful that like 99% of the people around me that I know are practicing good social distancing. They're wearing masks. They're wearing gloves. They're being responsible whenever they go out and they do stuff or run errands. Um, our bank forgot to process our bill pay for rent, by the way. Every fucking time. And now Malika's probably trying to send a wire, and that's why she's been texting me. But yet, I don't have that app. That app's not on my phone. We put it on your phone. Okay. Malika's impersonating me now at the bank. You saw it now. You, heard you nothing. saw it live. You heard nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. But I've cleared her to talk to the bank like 10 times. And every time they're like, are we cleared to talk to you? Have we set that up yet? Yes. <laughs> we yes! have. You probably have not because you're useless. Useless. You guys you guys have the worst luck. I'm like, yeah, well, it happens quite a bit. It happens quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I want to do a little bit of catching up on things that I missed in the last couple of days. I think, you know, Monday through Friday we do a really good job of keeping on track of, like, what's going on. We're usually listening to the news and getting updates and stuff. Saturday and Sunday I get to a point where I'm kind of like, I need to turn my brain off for a little bit. And I just need to chill out. Yeah. I'm actually really glad. So we went to go see Knives Out and we listened to the movie with Ryan Johnson's audio commentary. We did too. It was so fucking cool. Yeah. It was awesome. So neat. Uh, absolute best way. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. Having the like movie on the radio and I just put my phone up on the dash. That's exactly what I did. And that commentary was so good. Yeah. there's two. There, so they have two versions of it. If you own Knives Out, they have a in-theater commentary, which is just Ryan Johnson. That's also on the Blu-ray. And then the other commentary they have, it's Ryan Johnson, Johnson Steve Yedlin, and Noah Segan. Um, but the in-theater one is very specifically designed for in the theater. Yep. Uh, it's it's so good. I highly recommend if you want to rewatch the movie, even if you already have it at home, it doesn't matter. It was really good. It yeah. was a really neat. Like He didn't get too technical, but he shared no. some really good insights. Uh, I loved how much he geeked out over his actors because yeah. he has so many amazing actors yeah. in that movie. And it yeah. was just like every time it was that f actor's first time on screen, he would yeah. just start gushing about them and, totally. and how great they were to work with. And, um, you know, some of the insights were, were great, yeah. you know, and little tricks that they had to do to make things work a certain way. Mm. I also loved how he was pointing out attentions to detail that we didn't notice. Yeah. He's like, oh, I put that thing there. Like, Lower you know, right-hand like, corner. The jug is not in the background because yeah. that's the jug that's he's going to use. Throw the, yep, and yep. like, Holy fuck. Yeah. Like, you never cut back to his apartment after. No. It's so, just like, you either have to see it there or you don't. You know? Like, yeah. you would never, ever... Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really well done. If you haven't seen Knives Out, highly recommend it. Um, a lot of people compare it to things like Clue. It's got a Clue-ness clue to it, but there's also... It also t takes, like, a very different direction and does its own thing. And it's really, really, really good. So, if you haven't seen it yet, I definitely recommend it. Um... It's a good movie, good movie. And uh, he retweeted me, so I get bragging rights for a little bit, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> he was uh, like, this is the perfect way to experience this. I was like, thanks, Ryan. <laughs> another, yeah. <laughs> Come talk to us. Yeah. Um, I'm, I want, I'm trying. <laughs> another thing I wanted to talk about today that kind of dropped right before we went live, mm -hmm. uh, 
Do y'all think New Mutants is coming to Amazon Prime? Dude, yeah. What the flip is that? Did you? Okay. If you guys didn't notice, this just started trending on Twitter. Uh, If you go to Amazon Prime and you search for New Mutants, it's available to buy for pre-order. But there's no date listed. Yeah. And it's 25 bucks. Yeah. And Which sounds like, because 25 is high. It is high. So that sounds to me like buying as if it was a theatrical right? release. Yeah, yeah. And I know like some, I've seen some Twitter accounts, they've been like posting uh, photos from the movie, like brand new stuff that's come out. And I'm like, okay, so are we getting a new trailer soon that's going to announce this? Where are these Where are these photos coming from? So yeah, I, I know we talked about it continuously about movies that are coming to the theatrical release or movies that are just going to get released digitally. At this point, I kind of feel like it's just advantageous to for Disney Marvel to just put the damn movie out digitally. Like, why why continue to prolong this? Why? What for? Your movie's done. Movie's totally done. Movie was supposed to come out. Just get through it. And the only reason why I have a different argument for New Mutants versus something Black Widow, Black Widow's a part of a bigger interconnected mm-hmm, universe. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. for that, I'm like, cool. If you push that back, fine. I don't want Black Widow to be the one movie out of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe that had to force itself to go digital. Because I think it sucks for the character. And and I think, like, at this point, Black Widow deserves that theatrical release. Something like New Mutants, though, that is that I imagine is going to be very self-contained and just exists in its own world. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> if people are going to pay 20 to 25 bucks to rent it or own it or whatever, then, like, fuck it. Just put it out there already. Yeah. <laughs> just put it out into the world. I know we're going to buy it. If it comes out, we're going to get it, and we're going to watch it, and we'll talk about it and all that sort of stuff. So it'll still get the coverage that, that it would get theatrically. Um, I guess that maybe it just comes down to the price point. I know we talked about last week of, like, well, if I'm paying 20 to 25 bucks to just rent it, and I, but in my country or, or in my state or city, my movie tickets are nine bucks. Then eh, I'm like, I get it. So uh, I don't know. Huge shout out to Sundance Kid two three seven eight nine. Thank you so much for your support. Absolutely unreal. Uh, getting really close to our first giveaway for the day. It's gonna be wait well, what? Yeah yeah. Holy it's, shit! It's gonna be thank you. Uh, yeah, we're forty two. Did I just write me, new new tutans up there? New tutans. Okay. New tutans <laughs> coming to Amazon, baby. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, this week is Malika's Clubhouse. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the week, and <clears> and what that means for those that aren't aware, every time we hit a goal here at Hyper RPG, we give a winning spot away to a private entry mm-hmm. into one of our clubhouses. And what that means is at the end of the week, over the weekend, we take some of our time to spend with you, uh, with a small group of people, whether it's <clears throat> watching movies together, playing games together, as just a way to kind of build community and get even closer for some one-on-one time with us. And it's been really fun. Lucas watched Futurama last night. Oh, cool. Uh, I watched Little Women the week before, mm-hmm. and um, it's, been, it's been really fun. It's yeah. a good time. And there's like so much stuff that continues to come out that like even thinking about like, Oh man, because it's mine next week, and I'm like, oh, which is crazy. I can't believe the month already flew by. Holy mm-hmm. shit! Um, but I'm now trying to think like, okay, what could I watch that's maybe not a movie or a doc or something? I don't know. It's it's just like a fun opportunity for us also to kind of think about like, well, what would we want to show the audience? What do we think the audience would really like uh, to check out that that like we're passionate about and stuff? So I think doing the clubhouse is really really fun. Yes, and you do leave the Clubhouse channel after a week if you yeah. get because it resets. That's mm-hmm. the whole idea. If, if if we just kept giving away because we have such a few low amount of concurrence that watch every week, yeah. by the end of all this, every single person in the chat would be yeah. in there. You know, like it would yeah. be close. Uh, it would be close. So it's like a special thing every new week uh, yeah. that is a new person's Clubhouse. <clears throat> uh, it is obviously May the fourth. 
I am celebrating Star Wars. I'm super pumped. I think I got all my Star Wars in um, while we were, um, or while 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 I was working last night. But they also didn't announce that Taika Waititi is going to be wait, directing. Wait, wait. You got all your Star Wars in while you were working last night. Yeah, because I was watching on TV. Oh. What did you think I meant? I thought you were like, did you you bought Star Wars and Star oh. Wars came in last no, night? No, 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 no. I was watching Clone Wars in that dock last night, which uh, which was really really fun. Uh, this morning they announced that Taika Waititi will be directing a brand new Star Wars movie that is set for theatrical release, which I'm pretty pumped about. He's well, going to be co-writing it. That's one of the big announcements from today. For Star Wars? No. Oh. The other big announcement is that Nick Cage is playing Tiger King. Oh, you you saw it. You saw it. Okay. 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 I wasn't sure if you saw that or not. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't care. But no, continue. Um, I'm super excited about this. You know, I, I'm really curious, obviously, where this is where this is going to fall into the schedule because Taika's obviously super busy right now working on Thor Love and Thunder. Whether or not it's filming is kind of inconsequential because he still has to write the damn thing. Yeah. And he just talked about how having more time is actually going to be hugely beneficial because he'll be able to really sort of finesse the script out a lot better. So I'm really excited about him doing uh, Thor Love and Thunder, but I'm also equally excited for him to do a new dude, Star Wars movie. Dude. The final episode of Mandalorian was so dude, good. Dude. Dead. 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 What just happened? John Allenson, peak one, dead. Dead. <clears throat> dead. All these things go by so dead. quick, I missed them all. Dead. Dead. I'm going to scroll back up. Thank you. Duders, dudettes. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Dead. Damn. You okay, dude? <laughs> dude. You okay, dude? Yeah, dude. Um, as far as the, the Tiger King casting, yeah. uh, for once, and I, and I say this, uh, I have to agree with Fadior. And that's not something you'll hear me say often, but I, I agree with Fadior in that that show is going to be a legal <clears throat> nightmare. Uh, it's going to be a mess. Yeah. You know, the Netflix show already was a mess. And because certain people who are presented on the Netflix show have already come out and been very against the way they were portrayed in the Netflix show, yeah. now getting all the rights and getting everything to work out for the tv show and it it's just it's gonna be a mess mm -hmm. and i just i feel like this is such a mistake <laughs> it's just a mistake i still haven't watched it so i'm kind of just going based off of what everyone's been saying about this show uh, well mostly just you and malika and again you know not not knowing what the context of the show was and then seeing what it, what it was just from people explaining it to me i was like oh this is not what i was expecting and then I see this news of Nicolas Cage can, uh, playing this character in in a movie, or it's going to be a series, actually. Um, I just sat there and I thought, like, okay, I get trying to capitalize off the hype of something, but there's so many it's, other better and it's, things. And it's honestly, it's like it's too soon. Yeah, like it's influencing current like political drama with. Like small town politics kind yeah. of stuff. Like he's currently like in jail, and people are already trying to like get him out of jail. Yeah. Because what? He's a piece of shit, mm -hmm. and he deserves to be in jail. <laughs> you know, yeah. like there was a trial. What you when you watch a Netflix show, certain things are gonna. It's a documentary. Certain things right. are gonna be. You know, it's not legally binding. They, right. He he was on trial, and he's in jail for shit that he did that was really fucked up. Yeah. And. This is just giving that guy so much attention, and I, I think feel it also like, like really spins the perspective of the whole thing too, because people are gonna watch it and be like, "Oh, how cool! They're making a show about this guy," and it's like, "No, it's not cool. He didn't do 
he didn't necessarily do good things. So what are you rooting him for? Yeah, he, he did not do good things, and he was a terrible person. Yeah, and uh, I think that there could be a show or a movie made about this, but I feel like wait twenty years, mm-hmm. literally like twenty fucking years. Yeah. And then come back to it mm-hmm. after there's more information and we have a little better understanding of it all. Yeah. To just ride off of a Netflix documentary's popularity yeah. feels so short-sighted yeah. because it's kind of like you're forgetting the main reason it blew up. We were all just put into quarantine that mm-hmm. week. Yeah. That was the week we all got slammed into quarantine across the country. I honestly don't believe the show would have been as cultural a phenomenon as it was if we weren't in the middle of one of the biggest what the fuck pandemics ever and yeah. everybody's just like I guess, I guess I'm watching something on Netflix, I guess. You know, or or just that attitude of being so like I yeah. need something so crazy right now. That's not my problem. Right. That's even crazier get, than yeah, what I'm dealing to like with. get through, you know, whatever, like this uh, hard to believe kind of craziness. Yeah. It dropped at the perfect time. Yeah. yeah. And it's so crazy. We don't need to see it in TV show yeah. form because it will look stupid. It will seem stupid. You, it's so hard to translate that stranger than fiction mm-hmm. type stuff to actual. It, it'll just be dumb as shit. Yeah. I think Nick Cage is a great casting. Of course. But I don't want to see this show. Yeah. I don't want to fucking I wanna see, see this. I want to see Nick Cage do something else. I don't want to see this at all. I have no interest. Yeah. Even a little bit. Yeah. 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 I, I don't. I don't either. I mean, I haven't even had it. I'm so not enthusiastic about even watching the show. The Netflix documentary. So why am I even going to waste my time watching a show about it? You know, obviously there will be people who will eat it up. There always will be people that will eat it up. But yeah, it's just not not I, something that excites me. I mean, there me. always will be, but I don't think it'll be big enough numbers to actually matter. Yeah, I really don't. Yeah, no, I agree. This shit because like a lot of documentary type stuff like this that blows up stuff like that. A year from now, it will be forgotten. Mm-hmm. It will be forgotten, and yeah. people will be on to the next crazy thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I mean, it's already been ten years since we saw it, right? Right. That was the beginning of March into yeah. February. Like it's been, years ago. it's been fucking ten years already. Yeah, it's been a decade and a half. People have already fucking forgotten and moved on to something <laughs> yeah, new. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah. So you know, whatever, whatever happens with that project happens with that project. But um, I am, I am pumped to see the other project coming to fruition. It'll probably be a few years before we see Taika Star Wars movie. But it's being co-written by. Um, the writer of 1917, which is really really cool. Do you think that all just came about from how positively? done his mandalorian episode was uh i know that there were a couple trades that were reporting uh, i think a month or so ago that lucasfilm was looking to bring on taika as a director i'm sure that mandalorian helped tremendously because of his working relationship with dave filoni and john favreau but i can't imagine that they didn't look at thor ragnarok and go oh this director can surprisingly direct a really fun space opera we should get him for star wars Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it seems like a no-brainer to me. His episode of Mandalorian was easily my favorite. Yeah, it was so good. What he a put, way to end that It was that so show. funny what how what I thought was amazing was to have so many episodes in the middle that were just kind of like, eh. And, and, and I, feel, I wonder if Watiti has this, like, because he's so charming and his charisma is just mm-hmm. so... I wonder if he just can manipulate the studio system better than most. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I see him always doing these things where there's all these other restrictions for other directors, and then he comes in and forces his brand into it. Yeah. 
you know? And, like, his episode had some of the goofiest stuff, but it needed it. Yeah. And it wasn't goofy for goofy's sake. It was right. literally funny. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like, the stormtroopers were hilarious in yep. his episode. The shots of little baby Yoda yeah. were, ah, going, yeah. you know, like, it was good. It was funny. He's but able to inject so, a lot of Taika into it it's successfully. It's so him. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the other directors who do have strong voices, like, so much of them seems to be get left out. Mm -hmm. And he somehow figures out. <clears throat> how to push through yeah and i wonder I, I and i wonder if what you're saying about his personality is a huge is a huge factor into why that happens because you I, I was watching a documentary and just the energy that he gives off and the energy that he has emily and i were even watching the bloopers for thor ragnarok and like there is not a single person in any of those videos and not that they would anyway mm -hmm. but they say these things with so much enthusiasm when they talk about taika and his creative input and how he's just like such an easygoing director and i know hemsworth has talked about it to no end how like working with taika on thor made him so excited for the character again because he kind of almost didn't want to do thor after he did the second thor movie and after he did the avengers films the first two at least like, he, did, he lost enthusiasm for the character a little bit. And having somebody like Taika reinvigorated all that. So I think when you have someone who can bring that energy and enthusiasm to a film production, and then they bring in their enthusiasm of, like, Star Wars and comic books and science fiction and fantasy, then I can't imagine being a studio being like, God, this guy's nuts, but, like, we want him to make his movie because I think we can really fully trust what he's going to do. Mm -hmm. And I also do hope that whatever Tyke is doing is not connected to anything else. Like, even if it's, like, one standalone movie, fine. You know, like, I, I, I would be totally okay with it, with, it, with it being just one standalone film. Or if it sets up a trilogy, cool. But I, again, as always, I don't want it to tie back into the Skywalker saga in any way. Um, do something different. Do something different. Uh, let Taika yeah. be Taika. Yeah, let him... Do his thing. If it's thing. a fucking body comedy with two stormtroopers, I'm fine with oh it. Oh, my God, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Right? Yes. Right? Give me a buddy cop stormtroopers movie. Right? That sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, I'd be totally okay with that. I'm in. <laughs> and it's him and Jemaine Clement. <laughs> It'd be fucking incredible. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. They're already New Zealanders. Oh, God. It would be perfect. I want that so bad. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Stormtroopers are just so, like, perfect for that. Yeah, it's basically Troops the Movie, but directed by Taika Waititi. Come on. God, that would Who be wouldn't so love good. that shit? Man, especially just seeing how Stormtroopers interacted in The Mandalorian, like... Yeah. That'd be so good. Yeah. You got this whole big world out there, but it's just these two normal people. Yeah. Gotta be so good. It's this whole, like, overarching thing of this, like, whatever this new empire, new, you know, organization is, but then you have these, like, two fucking ding-dongs. Running, running, you know, security for something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it'd be so good. I think mm -hmm. it'd be so good. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's that's uh, that's that's exciting thing for me, at least. I know there's going to be a lot of stuff on social media today about Star Wars and uh, you know people celebrating all that stuff. It's early May has kind of become, or just May itself has become such a hub for amazing movies that have come out over the years. You know, we're celebrating the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back this year on May 21st. But today is also the eight-year anniversary of the first Avengers movie. Yesterday was the anniversary of Iron Man 3 and Spider-Man. The day before that, the anniversary of Iron Man. Uh, you know, so there's, like, a lot of really cool stuff in fandom and nerd culture to be celebrating right now. Um, and that's kind of, like, the thing that I definitely want. I, I feel like sometimes Twitter especially becomes very sort of I don't know, negative about all these sorts of things. Mm -hmm. I would just say, hey, go celebrate the thing that you love this month and the rest of the year because fuck it. 2020's canceled anyway. Yeah. 2020's canceled, <laughs> y'all. Um, so, 
I mean, if you have any other news topics to talk about, we don't have anything to cut to other than me playing a game, so we can it's cover true. them. We this can cover true. them if you got anything else to talk about. I don't think you all care. I think you'd prefer Adam and I shoot the shit for a little bit instead of watching <laughs> watching me die in Gears. I, I will say, though, today on Gears, you can tip 25 bucks for me to put you on my team. I'll literally make your character and, oh, and put you on my team, and then you'll get sent out to die. Oh, man. I haven't lost a single soldier yet. Wow. I haven't lost a single soldier, so maybe you'll be okay. Yeah. Maybe you'll be okay. <clears throat> um, I, uh, I did have a really good time watching It Comes at Night on Friday. That movie was really, really strong. Good. Really, really good. I am crazy pumped to watch Old Boy with you tonight. Yeah, I'm stoked. Holy shit, man. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. I was telling him earlier, I haven't seen it in 10 years, but there was a time in college where I would watch that almost once a month. I'm worried there'll be things I don't like about it anymore, Mm -hmm. and I hate that. I hate growing up. (laughs) I hate growing up and then being like, "Mm, (laughs) man, Uh, this doesn't work as well as I thought it did. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. I hate it so much. Uh, but I don't know because it's Park Chan Wook, and I know what I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. And his movies hit me in just the right ways with their cinematography, pacing, lighting, acting. You know, never takes itself too seriously while being some of the most seriously crafted things yeah. out there with really heavy topics. Yeah, it's exactly the kind of things I love in film, mm-hmm. and it's one of the most fucked up movies I've ever seen. Okay, okay. I'm. I hope you've looked up nothing about the movie. No. Okay. No. Anytime we watch a movie that I've never seen, I I don't want to know jack shit about it. Because I think it ruins the experience if I go in knowing a bunch of stuff. I'm wondering if you'll rage quit the ending. Really? Yeah. I feel I feel like I'm pretty open to almost okay. anything. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, I'm just glad you said you feel like you're open to almost anything. We're going to question that later tonight. Okay. We're going to put that to the test and I'll be like, so Adam, are you open to almost anything? This something oh, I'm not going to ask because I don't want to know. I just want to watch the movie and we'll find out. We'll find out. God damn it, Zach. Fuck. That's got to put me in a tough spot. Um, Eli, you brought this up in the chat room. Um, yes, I, I am on a new episode of the Movie Trivia Schmodown. Um, I am part of the SWAG team, and my partner for that was Liz Shannon Miller, and uh, our team name is Rogue2, and we we went up against Jim Bavida and Jared Haben. Um, not Intergeekdom, it's just regular regular movie trivia. That came out, I believe, on Friday. Um, it's out there, it's available. You can just search Rogue2 versus The Wicked, Movie Trivia Schmodown. You'll be able to find it on YouTube. Um, but I recommend you guys check it out later. Once we're done streaming, or watch it tomorrow morning early before we start. Don't yeah, do it right yeah, now. watch it in the morning. Don't do it right now. Let's watch talk about it tomorrow. Morning. We're here all day for you all. Yeah. All day for you. <clears throat> I, I would for love you. to try to get Zach onto the movie Trivia Schmodown, but he's convinced he would, do, he would not do well. I don't do trivia. I do theory. Yeah. I'm not a trivia brain. I'm a theory brain. Big picture, arc, arcs, things like that. I yeah. don't remember trivia. It's not a snob thing. It's no. It's not how my brain works. I can't remember details yeah. about little things. Like you're not like you're not necessarily worried about like oh when did what year did old boy come out? It's like no. It's like what's the theme of the movie? Two thousand three, but only because <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I think you would do – oh, man, I don't know. But I, I agree, though, because a lot of people are like, oh, you should be good at trivia. You watch a lot of movies. I'm like, yeah, but not everybody works that way. Yeah. Like, not everybody's sitting there analyzing, like, oh, that red cup went over to that Look, corner. Look, when you're friends with Hector, 
So I might be better than trivia than a lot of people. I people who don't pay attention to certain kinds yeah. of things. But when you're friends with Hector, you feel like you're awful at trivia because his brain only does yeah. trivia. Yeah. He's like he's like an encyclopedia and he calls upon, mm-hmm. oh, this thing and this thing and this thing. Yeah. And then I'm like, "But did you like it?" <laughs> I'm going to throw under the I'm going to throw him under the bus right now. <laughs> just a little bit. When I asked Hector to watch Parasite and I was super pumped to hear his take on it and I asked him, he's like, "I didn't really like it." I was like, I think we're done here. <laughs> I think we're done here. <laughs> yeah, he's got an encyclopedia brain, yeah. and uh, I don't consider myself the type of person that has trivia. Like, I just, I, I, it's not. It's I, not. I don't recall brain, things like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not what your brain it's absorbs. It's not what I'm focusing on when I'm watching yeah. a movie. It's usually like, and I'm also not the kind of person that I love thinking about filmmaking, but I'm more likely to. Like after a movie comes out, I think some people get really into researching the lore, the behind mm-hmm. the scenes stuff, uh, how it ties into these things. Like especially Star Wars fans, yeah. You know, they'll tell you like, oh, that's this kind of species, and it shows back up at this part, and yeah. That's this thing which ties into here. I'm more likely to then be like, ooh, uh, what camera did they use, and yeah. what techniques went on behind the scenes, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, I, I get more interested in that. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm like the in between of you and Hector. Because I think you are for sure. Because there's definitely a lot of stuff that I absorb, but it's not necessarily that I'm looking for it. It's just stuff that interests me. You know, like yeah, I, I notice that there's like a character in the background doing a certain thing with with you know another character, and it's not because I'm looking for it. It's just because like I notice it because I mm-hmm. saw it. And I'm like, oh, I but I remember it. Yeah. Or I remember what actors are in what movie or what year they come out or like what camera they use. But yeah. I also really care about like. Oh, like what's the theme and like what's the story and what's the difference between the plot and the story and how do those things like interconnect or does it like explain mm-hmm. it well or whatever? Um, yeah, I think there's like there are varying types of people and I think like you, you, me, and Hector are kind of like the perfect encapsulation of like <laughs> it's true. Every there's the different stages. Yeah, for sure. You are definitely right that you're kind of in the middle between the two of us with how you yeah. jump between those two Hector, areas. I mean, Hector's the extreme one way. Yeah, I'm kind of the extreme the yeah, other like way. Yeah, Hector. The technical stuff, yeah, it's just like not his forte. No, no, no. But like when it comes to remembering trivia about characters and dates, he and blows my mind sometimes with that stuff. Yeah, where he'll just be like, "Oh, this thing and this thing and this thing." Yeah. And I'm like, "What?" Yeah. You know, and I'm like, "Oh, I read the encyclopedia on like literally." He reads yeah. encyclopedias yeah. about topics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, he Whoa. owns he owns the Marvel and DC encyclopedias, and I'm like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's just different brains and how, yeah. how they work. It doesn't make me very good at trivia at all. I'm also super dyslexic, and uh, I will not remember like certain movie names, yeah. actors, directors, that kind of stuff. It's yeah. just not not how my brain yeah. works, man. We're all. I feel like you. I think you, me, and Hector would be a really good team. Yeah. If there was like a varying landscape of like the artistic and the technical, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we'd be like a triple threat. Yeah. We'd be a very good team. Yep. You guys answer all the stupid Star Wars, Harry Potter, all that <laughs> shit, all <laughs> the stuff that I mean, Snowdown tries Potter. to yeah. – Yeah, they always try to throw that shit at you. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, I don't know any of that yeah. shit. <laughs> They'll throw some obscure Star Trek thing in there. I'm like, I, I don't know. Yeah. What was the 15th ship in the 32nd convoy? And you're like, I'll fucking know. Uh, why? 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 <laughs> the USS, I don't give a fuck. Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? Oh, I know. Seriously, though. Um, well, I think I'm going to play some Gears. We're at 62% for the day, which is amazing, because I know we're not playing board games today. Yeah, and I don't uh, know what Malika's doing, but I'm intrigued as fuck. Yeah, I was about to say, she's, oh, okay. she's measuring gotcha. things for insurance stuff. Gotcha. Uh, Makes sense. We have to change our insurance provider. <laughs> Man. 
Oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Because like, our last broker was dog shit. <laughs> 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 he like, okay, good, good, good. Did I you, just, uh, I just did you, point out that did the you see that email from the bank, though, that I forwarded you? <laughs> what the hell i also just uh, i think it's just worth pointing out that like you know when we talk about how like everyone here has like ten thousand different things to do the fact that malika has to go measure the fucking room it's just like <laughs> what a waste of time but it has to be done has to be, has done. To be done she has to get our new insurance yeah. stuff set up because our last broker that we've been paying for a really long time we found out wasn't actually covering us in california, in california. Despite, again, we update everyone, we update all these things, and then we start diving deeper into our insurance stuff, and they're like, oh, by the way, even though you've been paying us for the last two years, um, we haven't set you up, uh, your quote doesn't cover California, I'm like, but we told you we moved, and then we're like, yeah, but that was covering Seattle, no, no, we moved out of Seattle, oh, well, yeah, this quote doesn't cover you then, you have to get a new one, <laughs> well, okay, can you send us back some some you know like yeah. how much is that going to cost? Prorate us or some shit? Yeah, can you prorate us because you've been charging us for apparently something that we couldn't have been able to use? And then they sent us back quotes, and it was like double what we were already paying. So we're like, no, goodbye. We're gonna find a new insurance broker. You're done. <laughs> we're out. Guys, the world is a scam, <laughs> dude. It is. It is. It's Running so a small business <laughs> is so annoying because you you just discover like most of the things that are built that you're supposed to need are designed to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> They're just designed to fuck and you. And it's even more irritating when you see like how many things people get away with, mm-hmm. you know, not doing things certain ways. Like I, you know, I'm always, I'm always curious. And I'm always reading stuff and I'm always on Instagram reading things and all that sort of stuff. And you read about the ways of like people manipulating the system to get more money. And you're like, man, everybody else gets fucked because of these people. Dude, Man, I don't want to get started on it because I'll just go off forever. The amount of shit Malika and I have to deal with just to like, we just want to make art with our friends. Like that is the that is the base level of what drives us. We want to make cool art with our friends, and so much shit makes that so goddamn hard. Yeah. With the dumbest, the dumbest stuff. Yeah. Stupid, stupid, stupid things. Like we dropped ADP. We're done. Buy ADP, you guys. They they kept hiding charges on us. They would try to force us to increase our um, our workers' comp, uh, even though we were already paying. Like, we have a legal team. Mm-hmm. And this legal team will come back at us and be like, no, no, they're trying to charge you for shit you shouldn't have to be paying for. And ADP will try to strong arm us and get us to believe that there's ca- these California laws that are saying you have to do things this way. And we're like, we have an entire team of lawyers over here keeping us up to date on everything and yeah. they just kept trying to sneak in more and more charges i'm like we're a small company fuck you yeah you are eating us alive yeah eating us alive we would just get random like six thousand dollar charge and it, w- it would be on our invoice and we'd see it taken out of our account and that was the thing because adp is like directly linked into your bank account yeah they'll just take money out yeah and then we always get it back after we fight it but the amount of time malika would spend fighting these so charges exhausting. It's so dumb. I hate it. Um, we got some great lawyers. I'm not going to lie. Like, And this is something Malika's been able to set up since she took over that I could have never done. And this is where like having her in charge is such a huge benefit to Hyper. Uh, I, I can't play that game like she can. And she found us a great legal team. And it's it's the amount of things I was getting fucked. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I I am I give people way too much benefit of the doubt. And 
I will get frustrated when I learn how we're getting fucked, but I'm not the kind of person that dives deep enough into everything to see if it's even happening. Mm-hmm. And one thing Malika's done really well is kind of like dive deep into every little thing and then be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. And then I'm like, oh my God, fuck these people. Yeah. I have been getting I'm getting fucked. Oh my God. <laughs> 15 ways to Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like our attorneys, friends with their CPA and friends with our financial advisor, they're all like a group that work together. So we've got this great team right now who's helping us navigate all these different spaces and have been saving us a lot of money. Like it's expensive to have a good legal team, but the amount of money they've been saving us, uh, it's exhausting. But we we got a new payroll company now and it's been working for you and Lucas, right? Uh, I mean, I think we've only had one payroll, one payroll but yeah, it's great. Cause they like text you or email you. I think, uh, either one of the two of like, Hey, you got paid. And I'm like, Oh, well this is nice to know that at least I get a notification that when my, when my pay goes through. So that's always pretty mm. good. Yeah. They actually like tell you what's up. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. ADP wouldn't do shit, man. No. Sometimes I look and I'm like, this isn't enough money. Malika what I had to like <laughs> call and complain to them in the sense of like, you guys aren't sending us invoices to even show us what you're charging. We have to find these charges by diving deep yeah. and kind of like we had to keep in a way, it's almost like you're, uh, you're just, you're vetting every little thing they do. Yeah. Well, you said it's called leaking. Mm-hmm. Sounds like ADP needs a diaper. Yeah. It's so time consuming. Yeah. And when she finally asked, like forced them to start sending us invoices mm-hmm. for every little charge they're adding, uh, the invoice that they sent was just like a bare, like, uh, you, you know your payroll costs this much. It's not even itemized, and what she's like, you're just like, what the fuck? Oh my god, it's like getting a receipt from like a uh, fucking high school kid. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I know that there's some people in our. Oh yeah, Malika's like it was a mystery code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that there are some people in our community who run small businesses. We have an older audience, people who've formed their own companies. I know yeah. you feel our pain, but I have earned such a respect for what it takes to run a company mm-hmm. over the last five years and look at a lot of things in a completely different light. And if you have a job at a small company and you're taken care of, every once in a while, just tell your boss thanks. Yeah. They're going through hell to do that. Like the whole system is designed to encourage people to screw each other over. You know, it's like we're getting screwed over at the top and you're just supposed to expect to then – do everything in your power to then skim all that off of your employees. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like this trickle down of fucking everyone over. Yeah. And they make it so hard to to just be as ethical as possible. Yeah. It's like it's encouraging you to just fucking screw people over. Yeah. I hate it. It's dumb. It's dumb. Uh, you know what? I should probably change this title back to not say Nicolas Cage playing Tiger King because we haven't <laughs> talked about that for the last half hour. Yeah, yeah. Week eight, camp, social, distance. Damn, uh, Nagy. What happened? He says he thanked his CEO at New Year's Eve for the 100% company-covered health care since it basically kept him alive last year. Damn. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. Yup, yup. <clears throat> oh, yeah, you are supposed to be ethical. And I just wish there were more incentives for people to be ethical. Mm. Instead, I feel like the government keeps changing things to encourage you to not be ethical. To encourage you to cut corners. Yeah. Instead of... Doesn't like me, I guess. Way. Okay. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I guess it's not going to update. Okay. Yep. Well, I mean, I'm supposed to be playing a game anyway. Yeah, well, you I'm know. Gonna, I'm going to go play some Gears of War. Don't go anywhere. And then we got Cookie Quest. You designed Cookie Quest today. This is the Spoilers. Holiday. 
How's this? What we've been oh, telling we've been telling people every week. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam designed today's cookie quest. Yeah, he's heading to Hollywood, and uh, he's Lucas is going to need y'all's help. Your you Google fingers. I'm pumped about it. I I, I think I definitely over oh, like I did a lot of overthinking about it because I know yeah, that you did <laughs> Hollywood is, Hollywood just has so much going on, and I really debated of like okay, where exactly do I want to take Lucas, and why do I want to highlight the things that I want to highlight? But I hope you guys have fun. I hope you enjoy it. I hope I didn't fuck it up too much. Nah, I looked through it. It looks good. It looks good. It looks more informative than the ones Malika and I did. You probably oh, spent too much time on probably. it. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Have fun. Enjoy it. Yep. Yep. Y'all have a great time. Uh, we're going to cut to a couple quick clips while I uh, while I pee really fast. I didn't need to tell you that, but I just did. And then I'll be right back down here to play some video games with I you. I got to go too, so. Yeah. I mean, it's just like there's not going to be anyone down here for a couple minutes. It'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> 